in Israel with my friend K.K. John. We went to all of the famous places from the Garden Tomb where he worked as a young man to King David's tomb, to Jericho, to the Sea of Galilee, the field where David fought the giant Goliath and many more. But there was one place different from the rest that today provides a great picture of what God wants to do for you through the desert places that you and I've had to face. One day after visiting the top of Masada overlooking the Dead Sea, we went to the home of David Ben-Gurion, the first prime minister of Israel after the Jews returned from captivity during World War II. What I found out was the central lesson of the Holy Spirit that was behind my visit to this nation. God is getting this nation ready for an awesome encounter with His power. But there is a price that is going to have to be paid. Today, on Life Journeys, Pastor Hardika talks about the many laps around the mountain that we have taken in our lives, and what God's intention is, behind those valleys. After retiring from public office and serving as a leader during the re-establishing of the nation of Israel, David Ben-Gurion didn't retreat to a place of luxury. He went to live in a humble hut, as he called it, in the Negev, which is the desert that stretched to nearly 5,000 square miles in the south of Israel. As we walked in the barren area, there were plaques and other items of interest for tourists to see. One thing that struck me was a grade school class of children who were visiting. They were protected by armed guards in plain clothes and carrying machine guns. Life was different there from ours in so many ways. But the thing that caught my attention the most was a single plaque sitting in the ground on the sidewalk to the small house. It was an ordinary-looking piece of cement with the following words written in it by Prime Minister Ben-Gurion. If Israel ever gives up the South, she is done for. She's finished, he said, if they ever let go of this desert land, for it was in the desert that Israel was forged into the most feared and formidable army in the world. With no weapons to impress anyone, no special training for warfare unlike other nations, they would conquer the land of the giants, the promised land of Canaan. God would lead them into a place where all of what I call the props were knocked out of their life. Here in the desert, they would learn to let go of their past and fear no expectation of what would lie before them. They would learn to live by faith. And what seems to be forgotten by most of those who earnestly seek for faith today is that it can only come by the cross. David Ben-Gurion knew that if Israel ever forgets that they need the desert times of their lives and that they need the rigors of being cut back until all they have left is God, they will be lost. The wilderness experience that the desert represented was the key to their power and their victory. If they ever let it become the norm to think that what they had was because of their own might, wisdom, and material possessions, and he knew that the handwriting was on the wall, they were about to be defeated. I've leaned on many things in my life to try to get me through, but in the end, they were never my answer. God has blessed my life with many opportunities and many gifts. The hardest thing was never to learn how to develop a gift, a special skill, or to gain some wisdom in the fields of technology or personal capacities. 
The hardest thing has been to learn how to embrace the wilderness times of life when everything is cut back. Sometimes even all the people that I could think may be able to help me out. And instead to learn to let a deep-seated faith grow out of the soil of brokenness. It was painful for Israel to endure the ten plagues that God sent to convince the Egyptian pharaoh to let them go. One day they were encouraged that their slavery was finally ended, and then the pharaoh would change his mind and make things even harder for his captive nation of Jews. When finally they were released, the Red Sea hemmed them in as the army of Egypt pursued them yet again. There were many seasons of complaining about the lack of food and water and protection, but God always showed them His way through the desert. The way of separation from all that we trust in our life's well-being is often a painful experience. The many times we've left all that we had to follow the Lord in a new step of faith have left us gritting our teeth until we could do nothing but diligently look up and stay absolutely focused on God. Then there have been the terribly difficult times that we've had to endure harsh and often unjust criticism and cry out to God until the release of forgiveness and faith brought peace. Many times I've had to heed the words from heaven when I've felt injustice. Don't defend yourself. Then we need to understand something about the eve of Israel stepping out of the desert and into the promised land. The men had all had to be circumcised. That symbolizes for us today the hard times of our wilderness experiences where God has set us apart and separated us anew from our fleshly way of thinking, feeling, and acting. But then Israel had to sit on the Canaanite side of the Jordan River to heal. They were vulnerable, as people are when God has cut them back to get them ready for His mighty deliverance. When life has dealt you some hard blows and God has let it happen, remember, God has let it happen. But He hasn't forgotten you, forsaken you, nor is He punishing you. He's pruning you for greater fruitfulness, but it hurts, sometimes a lot. Did I say a lot? Well, it is painful, and we're going to need some healing. This pathway in the desert where dreams die is essential. All of your great expectations may have been dashed down. It often must be so in order that when God does move in power, it's still in His hands and not yours or mine. When God gives us gifts and new power, we too often like to play with it and mess it up. That's right, you heard me, when your dreams die. That's a whole other lesson, but it's part of the process of paying the price for a great move of God. And let me just be really plain and prophetically honest with you here. You've heard many times about a great move of God coming to our nation. You've even accepted that it could be the great end-time move of heaven before the tribulation unfolds. Well, if that's what's coming, don't ever think for a minute that it's just going to sweep into town one day and zap you with the Holy Ghost. There's going to be a significant and in many ways severe preparation in the desert where we are seriously brought to our knees. And you thought you were ready for God to move? Really? Not nearly, my friend. Not in the way God's going to move. The greatest faith you're going to need is not to believe for a miracle, but for the faith to let everything go that you've held as precious to your way of life in the past. 
It's the faith to die to everything but Jesus' life in you. To die to even needing to have a revival in the land. What we're going to need is a personal encounter with Jesus that so sweeps away our lives into His presence that nothing you lose in this life will make any difference. Not even your own life. God has a plan of deliverance for you and this nation, but He's not going to just overlook the sin that has been growing in our land for decades. It's going to be a time to learn in an outward captivity, as Daniel did in Babylon, while you learn to live as free men and women, no matter what the world is going through. People, get ready, for God is going to call the church to show the world what it's like to live in victory in the fiery furnace. Listen, this nation is in serious trouble. Sunday morning during the sermon, the Holy Spirit spoke to my wife and said, Don't look back. Don't look to regain the way of life we had before 2020. It's never coming back. Don't wish for it. God's got something much better, but the price it requires is going to be your life. The reward you get is going to be His life. His cross in the desert requires a resurrection, and resurrection power is only going to come through the cross. This is the day of the fear of the Lord being returned to the heart of God's church on earth. As He allows this nation's carnal foundations to crumble, and as He shows us that He's not an enabler of sin, we're going to learn how to live in His power, by the life of Christ crucified, and risen again.